0: Welcome to House of Whimsical Terror. I'm Esther. I'm Mary. And
1: we're coming to you from Tucson, Arizona. And we're telling real stories of the fantastical. All of our stories are true or told to us as true.
0: Occasionally we alter the names to protect privacy.
1: Same with places.
0: Yes, and today's story is...
1: You can never leave. You can never leave. Right. very Creepy. We're going to be talking to you about... A state mental hospital in yes. Camarillo or Camarillo, as, as you some people may say. say it.
0: So let's see. In California, there is an area that was originally inhabited by the Chumash native people. You said
1: 13,000 like years?
0: 13,000 years, yeah. yeah. And then as the expansion in Mexico took place... Eventually, of course, those lands were became part of the land-grant system. So this particular area was um, granted to a woman who had a big cattle ranch, and then she sold the cattle ranch to a gentleman, and this gentleman sold it to the state of California. And in 1933, the state broke ground there, and they 1936, they opened... Amarillo State Mental Hospital. Interesting. Okay. Yes. So the mental hospital originally had like 400 patients. Well, seems like a lot. It is a lot. It's a large campus, but okay. it's not as many as they had in 1957, which was like 7,000 patients. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how many patients the buildings were actually suited for anticipated to hold but 7,000 patients is a lot. Um, In the 1970s, of course, they came under some scrutiny and criticism, and there were investigations for the methods in which they used uh, their therapeutics, and they ended up having to halt several of the types of therapies that they were using, the details of which are probably numerous. Um, But in any case, they remained opened, um, until 1930s, or 1997. That's a long time. It was a long time. Mm-hmm. And they actually ended up closing because of monetary issues.
1: That was why. They'd still be open.
0: Yeah, they'd still rarely be open. Um, but in 2002, the, uh, state of California then utilized that land and re, uh, repurposed it.
1: And opened a university there, yes, which they did. My niece attended in 2015. Yeah, and has some great stories. Uh, I want to really just honor the stories that she sent us in her voice. It's pretty incredible some of the scary things that happened. But first, we want to just caution people not to go there. Uh, it is definitely. Under security, and uh, you know, yeah. you could be arrested possibly Probably. or yeah. something of the sort. So, uh, yeah, don't go there, don't bother the students. No, that's not okay, and that's it's not hunting
0: without permission. That's it's just rude. Not don't do it,
1: but we will tell you some stories that you know, some students have told us mm-hmm. about the place and uh, some that happened to my niece or, or people around her. So, it's, it's very, very Interesting stories. Yeah. So one of the things she uh, talks about that, you know, originally the Camarillo State Hospital for the Insane, and she says pretty much any student or faculty will tell you that it's extremely haunted. Mm -hmm. And she says everything about the campus is spooky. Much of the area is still empty and has been taken over by a huge colony of raccoons. (laughs)
0: Which, in themselves, are scary. They're kind of cute. They're cute, but they're they're raccoons. True. They're going to have their way with everything they want.
1: Much to the dismay of the campus police, students occasionally explore the abandoned buildings, which is a no-no, don't do that, but we're still going to tell you what happened. We're going to tell you all about it. (laughs) Yes, and find countless files, medical equipment, and personal effects of people who stayed in the hospital. So this place is tucked in the hills near Malibu Beach, and it's built purposely to be inaccessible and isolated.
0: Mm-hmm. She said
1: when she was there, you wouldn't even know there was a town you know, a- around it, like
0: mm-hmm. very
1: close to where it is. And the people in the town often didn't know there was even a, mm. a state hospital at one point or a university back there. That's how wow,
0: that's pretty. It, it was
1: purposely built that way. So mm-hmm. interesting, right? Can you yeah. imagine being sent there and
0: yeah. you're just,
1: no one knows you're there. That's mm-hmm. really
0: interesting. And also kind of creepy that you can still find effects. Yes. The individuals. <laughs> there.
1: Exactly. Yeah. The mornings there are foggy and overcast. And even the entry road, headed south to the campus is treacherous with little visibility. Mm. The school itself is quite small and a few students live there full time. So it's very quiet most of the time. She says there's a preschool on campus in the old children's ward of the hospital with old abandoned metal playground equipment outside. So on a quiet day, you might walk from class with nobody around and no sound but the faint voices of children and creaking metal scary children scary children scary children. we always talk about scary children
0: we do talk about scary children
1: an original stone well sits atop this is really interesting sits atop a hill overlooking the east side of the school huh. this was the well famously used in the hit movie the ring <laughs>
0: Of course it is. That's so
1: students frequently have to it. And some mm. of them believe it acts as a portal and invites paranormal activity into the school.
0: Wow.
1: Mm. There's also an abandoned dairy farm up the road, she says, aptly named Scary Dairy.
0: That's very apt.
1: For a famous murder that occurred there. Mm. Students report seeing apparitions of decaying cows on the premises. Some of the most famous spirits include a nurse who pushes a metal cart and Boulder Dan, who is said to be an escaped patient throwing rocks at anyone trying to catch him.
0: Oh, wow.
1: (laughs) Okay, it's rumored that the Eagles' hit song, Hotel California, is written about the Mm -hmm. hospital. The Bell Tower Lecture Hall appears to be featured on the album's cover art, and you'll see it on the cover uh, or the little picture on this episode. Our episode photo. Episode photo, thank you, I think. Yes. <laughs> I don't know what they call that. I okay, she says the band historically denied the song's connection to the hospital, but she has her suspicions, and so mm-hmm. do we, right? Yes, we do. And it makes a lot of sense if you think about the lyrics to that song. Sure. Okay, so, uh, she told us about the dorms. Mm-hmm. The dorms are where most of the activity famously happens. The girl that she shared a bedroom with her first year would often tell her she heard her come home into the room when she wasn't even there. Oh, boy. So her roommate said her lamp would even turn on occasionally when she heard her come in, but she wasn't there at all. Her dad lives you know, in a little bit south in California, Mm -hmm. she would often go stay with him. So um, she wasn't there. She says her roommate was very religious and did not believe in spirits. So all of this really freaked her out. And she prayed over it a lot. (laughs) (laughs) And we laugh. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry. Um, Apart from all the weird little instances that happened in the old buildings, things missing, water turning on, mm. a light anomaly, etc. There were some other experiences she just couldn't explain. Mm. And one of these, I actually got to witness. Um, oh, it was because wow. it was caught on video. It's so weird. Oh. So um, one of her dorm mates was walking down the hallway of their dorm, mm-hmm. which used to be the dormitory that housed patients. Oh. So there's a balcony that runs along the length of the building on the second floor, which she was walking on to get to her room. Mm-hmm. So her dorm mate would often film herself like doing a Snapchat that we really oh, yeah, common, like yeah. she's bored walking back from classes right. or whatever. And so she'd be doing Snapchats and, um, you know, she'd do like Snapchat herself doing daily tasks and other things. So it wasn't odd that she was videoing herself that night coming back from work alone. Uh So I did hear this. It is chilling. Mm. There is a clear EVP that was caught on that video close to the camera, but certainly was not in her dorm mate's voice. And it says, Turn around, like <laughs> I, I am okay. trying to do, like the the uh, reenactment of it, but it's more chilling than than that. It's Ooh, scary. That's a pretty scary. Turn around. She Ooh. did. She turned around. And There was nothing there. It was nothing. Oh my god! No, it just gave me chills. Anywhere. I would have just ran, but she I'm actually like, no. caught it on tape, Ooh. and there was nothing and no one, anyone, were <sighs> near. She's on a balcony and on a second floor. So, <sighs> and it sounds like it's right there, like it sounds closer to the microphone to. Her her camera on her phone oh, look and it. she is
0: Goosebumps now.
1: Yep, yep. Ugh. So, um, the building that houses mainly freshmen my niece says is virtually unchanged to how it looked in the 20th century. Wow. Large square windows open up to a courtyard that they call the quad. Mm-hmm. I mean, most colleges have those. Yeah. And it's not uncommon for students to see what look like hospital staff wandering around the quad from the windows,
0: mm.
1: especially in the foggy mornings.
0: Oh, That's yeah.
1: scary. As patients were divided by sex in the hospital uh, and usually socially isolated, my niece theorizes that it is the spirits that are desperately asking for attention. Mm. She would often sit by her big window watching the boys play frisbee in the grass below and think about how bleak it would be to watch from the window of a room you could never leave. Oh, yeah. Since the hospital was open for 60 years, hundreds of people lived out the majority of their lives and died there. Mm. Most of them would go those entire 60 years without meeting someone of the opposite sex.
0: Wow.
1: Let alone leaving the premises. Wow. For most, entering the hospital in the 1930s was a life sentence.
0: Mm-hmm. That's really sad. That is really sad. I hope the students keep them company. They do, too. Yeah. They do, too, and they get to mingle with people of the opposite sex. Yeah. Um, or a variety <laughs> or of this, genders. Yes. Whatever gender. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Okay, this is weird. So uh, my niece was here during this time of the singing ghosts. There okay. was this weird phenomenon. Um, so... There was a strange singing plague while she was there, and she can't really make sense of it, but thought she would mention it because it was just so, as she says, damn weird. hmm The first one happened late at night in the spring when most of the students are home for break. She was one of maybe 30 students that stayed on campus for those few weeks. A friend of hers went to the market with her, and they had to walk back to their rooms across the largest open common area in the center of campus. Mm. There was a wide fountain that sits in the middle of this courtyard. As her friend and she approached, she realized there was one young woman on the edge of the fountain, all alone, singing to herself. They didn't recognize her. Mm. You know, in a small campus like that, you'd think they would recognize fellow students. Uh, So, she could barely make her out in the dim light, but she was there singing something that she didn't recognize. She truly didn't think it was strange until they came to maybe 20 feet from her, at which point she stopped singing and looked off into the distance
0: past us. Mm.
1: She didn't say hi, acknowledge them, or anything. She just abruptly stopped singing and sat there gazing as if she was all alone. Wow. So a few days later, she met one of the resident assistants in the freshman dorms. Mm-hmm. Um, she doesn't remember how the topic came up, but he told her that he had been on call the night before and had gotten multiple reports of people singing. Wow. So this is a college yeah. dorm and nobody wants to get a fellow student in trouble. True. Right. I remember those days. So to get a noise complaint from your neighbors means you have to have been pretty obnoxious.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: So Tyler, the RA, went down to the dorm and heard it for himself. He said it sounded like a group of people people singing. Oh, wow. When he knocked on the door and announced himself, five male students, all in bath towels, answered the door and denied that anyone was making noise. Weird, right? That's super weird. We'll get this. The next week. Tyler responded to another singing noise complaint uh-huh. from a completely different room. Hmm. Upon knocking, the singing stopped completely and nobody would answer the door. Huh. So weird, right? Wow. This so is the three different, that she knows of, yeah, yeah. episodes. One that she witnessed herself. Oh,
0: that's creepy. With
1: the random girl on the singing. break. Yeah. Oof. So here's uh, what she titles aggressive ghosts. Okay. So one of her scary experiences happened in the echoey stairwell leading upstairs to a classroom. She was alone in the stairwell, and as she reached for the heavy door at the top of the stairs, there was a pounding on the other side of the door that made her jump. It was a heavy boom, boom, like someone was slamming their fist hard against the door. She froze Mm. for a second waiting for someone to speak on the other side or come barging in the stairwell. Eventually, she got the courage to open the door slowly, and nobody was on the other side or even in the hallway. No one there.
0: Oh, that's super scary. Mm -hmm. And she kept going to school there.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, she did. And graduated. (laughs) So, um, She wanted to include this story from a student who attended before she did Mm. back in 2011. Mm -hmm. So um, the student says, if you take a walk on campus, you can look through broken windows to see papers littering the floor, sometimes medical supplies or even drawings on the walls that can be quite chilling. Near the Island Cafe, which is located in the South Pod, there is a long hallway lined with yellow lockers. Um, if you keep walking until you get to the open field in the parking lot and look to the right, that is the old medical lab and office. It is barred up and closed now. But three years ago, this student did get managed to go inside. Hmm. It was dark and cold. Mm-hmm. On the walls, words said, no one can help me. And in the shower room, it said in dripping letters, die. Oof. Wow, lots of stuff going on there. Lots yeah, my niece stuff. said that there was always something, and this is just kind of a highlight of all of the big things, but mm-hmm. there were, she said it was just scary. You could, mm-hmm. I know she told me this. She said there were a bunch of, like, the, they had only renovated part of it where the students and the classes were but there were still a big part of it that wasn't yet renovated.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And in there, you could sometimes see people walking around in there, you know, almost like people were still in there, but there wasn't anyone. Like it was, oh. they would get in trouble
0: if they went in. Mm-hmm. Well, those are remarkably chilling stories. Yes, they As are. Story. But there's and also Bella. some other so things in that, that other things. area. Some California in general is also a place with. So much history. And I don't know have you ever heard of the Dark Watchers? I have not. Okay, but that so, even in the
1: words <laughs> dark watchers. Dark watchers.
0: Yeah. Kind of um
1: brings up Scariness.
0: Yeah. I know and
1: no like Watchers by mm-hmm. itself is scary but then see dark watchers. Dark Watchers.
0: Yeah. So apparently in the, like if you're familiar with the history of California, this concept of these dark watchers the, it's like part of the history of California. Like it's like a California specific story and no one knows who they are or what they are. But if, if you happen to see a figure on a, you know, prominent in a prominent, like a prominent peak in a location that a human can't actually reach or get to these figures, they're, they're like, Black caped figures. Um, those are the dark watchers. Ew. They just watch people. And then they watch out over the, over the cake. So not necessarily people, but everything. But apparently they're, they're pretty well known in California lore. And so there's actually references to them in some literature. And one of, I guess, the most famous of writers that would have referenced that, um, the Dark Watchers, was actually John Steinbeck.
1: Ooh, interesting!
0: And he had a a story that he wrote uh, when he was younger, and it was called "Flight." It was a short story, but I'm just gonna
1: read that one. Read a little
0: section section from that story. So, so flight is the most specific uh reference to dark the dark watchers, but there are there's a poem uh called the long valley, there's some other references throughout throughout different literary traditions that that mention them
1: beyond Steinbeck, beyond Steinbeck, too.
0: too. Um, so Steinbeck's story is the story of a teenage boy named pepe and he kills a man during a moment of drunkenness so he knows that the law is going to be coming for him and so his mother advises him to flee and when she does she says when thou when thou comest to the high mountains if thou seest any of the dark watching men go not near them nor try to speak to them and forget not thy prayers Oh, creepy. Super creepy, right? And and ultimately, he, going on through the story, he ends up, you know, well, I'll just read you a segment. Yes, please. Pepe looks suspiciously back every minute or so. This is while well, he was on the trail, and his eyes sought the tops of the ridges ahead. Once on a white barren spur, he saw a black figure for a moment. But he looked quickly away, for it was one of the dark watchers. No one knew who the watchers were, nor where they lived, but it was better to ignore them and never show interest in them. They didn't bother anyone who stayed on the trail and minded their own business. Mm. So that's the message from John Steiner. So if
1: you see the dark watchers,
0: keep going. And mind your own business. Yeah, don't
1: stare at them. That's
0: right. And going back to the Camarillo State Mental Hospital, mm-hmm. um, one of the most famous people that was there was Charlie Bird Parker. What? Yeah, he was there for like I don't remember how long. Wow! But he actually wrote a s- song about it. But it was a it was a song that was written about fondly remembering it. Oh, okay, yeah, which is kind of cool. Yeah. So, but yeah, Charlie Bird Parker, and there are some other probably famous people that. Did some stints to Look up that song, Charlie Bird Parker. Yeah. Um, So that's the extent of my trivia of California history and jazz.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You didn't say anything about the jazz. So So, we want to thank my niece for sharing those stories. If you have stories to share, you can send them to us at... House, House of, of Whimsical terror. terror at gmail.com or if you're on our Podbean, if you're following us there, uh, you know, you can put things in the the different comments and yeah. we'll read those out. We haven't gotten comments in a while. Yeah,
0: but So we'd be happy to have some. Yeah. And we'd be happy to shout you
1: out. If you exactly. One. And we'd love for you to follow <laughs> us and also check out our Instagram. Mm-hmm. You can send us stuff there too. Um, my niece, the same one who told this amazing you know, series of stories about oh, the university, yeah. uh, takes care of our Instagram, and I check into it. So contact us there. Follow yeah. us there.
0: Tell your friends. Be our friend. Be our friend. Tell your friends. <laughs> All right. And thank you for joining us. And please come back and listen to more stories. But for now... So long, good friends. Until next time, when we meet back at the house.